hello ladies and gents you're with adrianosaurus and we're talking nrl finals um you know we've had the prelims and uh, you know they were well one of the games was a fantastic watch we can't argue that and and the um the one today on the the saturday the afternoon game was absolutely outstanding uh football and you know a lot of us had said that that was probably what we expected the grand final to be um, and the game didn't fail to deliver. Um, you know, the first game, Souths um, continued on a pretty successful uh, finals campaign thus far um, to book themselves uh, you know, a grand final berth and to overcome that um, prelim sort of hangover of, of you know, recent years. Um, you know, I think, um, well, for me, I tipped Manly and Melbourne Storm grand final. You know, so I was completely wrong on both games. None from two tips for Edo. But look, um, I did say that I, any of the combinations out there of, of what it could land on would be absolutely great um, grand final. And I think that this grand final is going to be absolutely bloody outstanding. It's the first time in six years that it hasn't been a Melbourne Storm or a Roosters um, grand final winner. Um, so, you know, it's going to be really exciting to uh, watch the game next week. And... Um, Oh, look, my dog's getting shitty at uh, River Fire. Well, hang on, I'm going to pause. I can't actually believe that they still do fireworks in our day day and age. Maybe it's just because of COVID and how sad and shit everything is, maybe. But i got an anxious dog, and he's already had his drugs. We have to drug him for every bloody storm or um, fireworks. But the drugs obviously haven't kicked in. <laughs> but anyway, back to um, the games. Look, it's going to be a really good grand final, I think. Um... You know, they're the number one defensive team, um, the Penrith Panthers. They they defended themselves to a grand final berth today, I feel, and there was no way for Melbourne through um, that defensive line um, that those Penrith Panthers put up. And um, it's going to be the... Look, if anyone can get through them, it's going to be the the Rabbitohs attack. They, the Rabbitohs um, it's, uh, attack is, is scintillating at its best. I mean, as is Penrith's, um, they seem to have lost that a little bit, you know, in recent times. But it's going to make for a really good grand final, and I look forward to it. We'll talk a little bit about the prelims themselves and the games uh, and what the chances are and what we think for next week's grand final. But let's just start it off with the, um, you know, the Manly versus Souths um, game on the Friday night. Um, the big sort of um, things that, stood out to me for the game you know look i thought that souths were really good without being excellent um they did let in you know i talk on my podcast a lot about souths sort of putting the slippers on and taking it easy and i think you know maybe yeah they did um have a mind sort of set towards the grand final once they knew the game was wrapped up but it's not grand final winning mentality to take the foot off you know i guess you know, it's easier said than done. You know, you want to protect the body. You know, and uh, yeah, but I mean, I just it concerned me watching that. But I thought they were really good, and I thought that Manly were really bad. You know, they um, look Manly saved probably some of their worst football of the year for this finals campaign. And um, look, if you're Manly, we'll talk about how they, you know, will see their year, um, how they'll rate their year. Um, look, I think. Um, you know, the finals campaign saw them have one win, and that win was over the Roosters, who were basically decimated with injuries, and probably the Roosters shouldn't have even made the final. It was, 
you know, they should have been lost to the Titans, but the Roosters were absolutely, you know, on fumes and, and the, you know, they had a good win over them in that game. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they got the win over the, the Roosters, but you know, they copped a flogging off, um, the storm and it was a flogging, you know, off Souths. Um, and I know that it would feel a little straight setish to Manly fans, but I mean, you can't look at it as a, as not a success, you know, you made a prelim after being none from four, you know, at the start of the year, so I'm sure every Manly fan is proud of them, um, but it was, they saved some of their worst for the finals, if you know what I mean, um, look, the Adam Reynolds groin, we know that he had a, an issue going into the game, he looked um, hampered by that in the game and wasn't kicking as much in general play and didn't do the goal kicking. Um, that's a concern, you know. Um, I'm sure that he's going to play prop the grand final. You know, it's his last game for Souths. Um, but uh, you you think about the best chance that Souths have uh, in the game, and you'd really want a full strength Reynolds, and you'd want Reynolds goal kicking. Uh, and his general field kicking is bloody awesome too. So, you know, it's it's a big worry. Look, Manly were, were pretty abysmal. Um, you know, on the scores, I, you know, I think DCE was a, was a four. You know, on the, four out of ten. And I thought that Turbo was a five out of ten. Now, you can't have that um, and expect to win a prelim. You know, I know... Um, you know, those kind of players can't do anything if their forwards don't go forward. But I didn't feel like the Manly pack got completely dominated. You know, I I think that the problems with Manly were not blamed on their, their go forward or the, or the forward standing up. Um, you know, I thought that Souths didn't really have any bad performance. You know, I thought they were all good across the park, which is makes a big difference in, in getting yourself through to the grand final. Um, Klein is a shit referee. He didn't have control of that game. And, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of us out there are really, you know, there's a lot of questions asked of Klein and how he, you know, last week you've got Fergo fading an injury and it seems like everyone's concerned completely. And you've got sideline guy there calling for the game to stop, but Kepi can be out there knocked into bloody next week. You know, and the game doesn't stop. And there was another one in the in the game today in the Melbourne Storm there with Welch. You know, Welch gets completely concussed. Um, you know, and and in minute two stays on there for minute two, for six more minutes till till the eighth minute, and then comes off and fails his HIA. I was surprised that Cleary could stay on the field as well. He clearly showed concussion symptoms coming out of a tackle. He was wobbly on his feet. You know, I don't know who responsibility is going to go to the people watching the footage on the sideline. I mean, you saw him with the wobbly boot, you know, but anyway, that's a separate game. But um, it wasn't a great refereeing performance from Klein. I don't know how he still keeps getting games. Um, yeah, on the Manly abysmal, you know, Manly this season in 2021, uh, you know, they're going to finish with a, a, a record of zero from six against the top four. Now... They were in fourth, so obviously it's Souths, Panthers, Man, um, Souths, Man, uh, sorry, Souths, Penrith, and um, Melbourne Storm. They didn't get a win against, and they're going to have to work on that for next year. You know, to get on top of these big teams. Um, I think they were a little exposed in this final series, not as being a one-man team, but uh, definitely the good teams know that if you stop Turbo, you stop Manly. Um. 
let's go into my three, two, ones for the game. Um, in the the in the game for three points, I'm going to um, Cam Murray. What an outstanding game from the lock. Um, look, in today's modern game, players like um, Yo and and um, Murray are very very important. They're link players. Um, you know, they they're in in the middle of the ruck and. Um, you know, he compliment he makes everyone better around him, Murray. He's had such a fantastic game in a prelim. He I think he was like a nine and a half out of ten, you know, if I'm being honest. He had such a great game. The reason why I gave him my three points, uh twenty four runs for hundred and ninety five meters, that's fantastic from Murray. He had seventy meters in post contact meters. Amazing. Um five tackle breaks, three offloads, thirty five tackles and zero misses. It was an absolute standout performance from Murray uh, on on the big stage in a prelim, um, you know, and I th- I just don't see, um, you know, he was, there was no challenges for him. He was a three and, you know, you, you expect that in the grand final, it's going to be a beautiful watch. The two thirteens going at it, um, Yo and, and uh, Murray. Um, my two points went to Cody Walker. Um, sorry, my, yeah, I, I just said that Murray was outstanding, nine out of ten, nine and a half out of ten performance-wise. Um, now Cody Walker gets my two points. I thought that he is big stage certified now. Um, that was a prelim. He stood up in that game. Um, you know, stats-wise, with what he did, you know, in attack, you know, it was probably not that kind of game in a way for him to. It wasn't like a forty points scored, you know, which you know you'd see a lot of Cody in. But he did do some good things in attack. And also the big thing is he he sort of um, you know did a bit of the general work you know obviously with uh, Adam Reynolds injured there he did a lot of kicking for them and um, you know there was the odd mistake but I think that it was something that um, you know really he really stood up on the big stage in the prelim to do that and he did it pretty goddamn well I think. Um, Cody Walker, two tries, you know, he's, that's the kind of player he is, he's always there, and, and if they make a break, Cody's there, you know, he, he, he runs through, uh, up the ruck and, and puts himself in the place to be able to get those offloads if someone busts their head through the line, and, um, two tries for Cody, he had 17 runs for 100 meters, um, one tackle break, one offload, 20 tackles, uh, one, uh, Force drop drop out, uh, and he had, f- you know, uh, eleven kicks for two hundred seventy seven meters. As mentioned, taking a uh, bit of the old pressure off uh, Adam Reynolds, which I think was, you know, it was a really solid game, in a big big game by Cody Walker, and it's been what you know we've waited for. I love Cody Walker as a player, um, and I just, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, Mad Dog Munster's the big he on the big stage he delivers, and Cody doesn't, but Cody did deliver this time. Uh, and look, you know, uh, if he does uh, the same thing in the grand final, you know, should make a heck of a game out of it. Um, my one point um, went to Damien Cook. I think that that's really telling, you know, that the three-two-one for me for South was uh, Murray, uh, Cody Walker and Cook. You know, I thought they all had really, really good games. Um you know, my comments about Cook was that he was needed in this game and he delivered. Um, he had 10 runs for 101 metres. It's really good to see Cook run, as we all know. That's the best Cook you see. Um, yeah, 20 metres in post-contact. He got one try assist, two tackle breaks, two forced dropouts. I uh, often don't love Cody Walker. Uh, sorry, 
uh, Cook's kicking close to the line, but he did um, some good kicks this this game and got some forced dropouts where they were really needed. Um, he made 38 tackles. Um, I thought that he had a, an 8.5 game out of 10. I thought that, sorry, I should mention, Cody Walker thought he was a 9. You know, I thought they were really high quality. Um, I couldn't resist giving one point as well to Blake, Blake Taff. Can you believe this guy's played eight games? And, you know, we all put the line through South when, um, you know, when Latrell was out. But he's really, you know, as a fullback, he stood up and made a difference. You know, he hasn't just got by um, in these finals games. Uh, one point for Taffy. He stepped in and got the goals. He didn't kick at a huge, huge rate. And I think that that's why I'm concerned about Reynolds for the grand final. It could come down to goal kicking. And, you know, Penrith's got Cleary and... Um, you know, Taff, while he did a serviceable job, it wasn't fantastic. But four goals. He had 10 runs for 149 metres, two line break assists, two try assists, three tackle breaks. Mate, eight games in. You know, and he's not, he's a lightweight. He's not a Tom Travoyevich or a Latrell size. He's just had an, a wow of a couple of games, you know, filling in for Latrell. And um, it's hard to keep him away from an equal point there with Cook because. You know, he's not a shrinking violet. He gets in there and he really rips in and gives it a go. And, um, you know, it, you're eight games in in a prelim. You've, you're getting yourself two line break assists, two try assists, three, t- you know, tackle break, you know, and, and you know, running 150 metres. It's bloody outstanding, you know, and he gets a point. Um, look, Manly, uh, they were no good. Uh, some of the figures for the game... Um, Look, it was mistakes that made Manly lose the game, I think. Um, it wasn't the forwards. Here's some of the figures for Manly's game. Um, they completed at 67%. They had possession for 43% of the game. 17 errors. Um, you know, it's it's no good. They had a sin bin in there, which I, mean, I don't agree with wholeheartedly, but... Um, you know, four ruck infringements, four penalties. So it's just too many mistakes to try to um, win a prelim. Um, and, you know, um, the names that are going to appear in my minus three, my minus two, my minus one, I don't think we can blame it on the fours this week. I think it was the mistakes, really, that kept these guys out of the game. Uh, and my minus three goes to DCE. Um, my overarching view of DCE's game was that he, he tried to do too much and, and it just totally unraveled him you know none of the stuff he was doing was good um minus three for dc he had seven runs for 63 meters um not enough runs you know and um he had one line break uh and one tackle break he had uh one ineffective tackle three errors 13 kicks for 462 i think was a bit down for him um you know, and his play of the ball speed was 4.16 seconds per play of the ball, which is the second worst, you know, in the Manly team. Um, DCE just, he looked like he tried too hard, you know, and it didn't work out for them. And, um, you know, he, he muffed and, and the quality of what he was doing out there was no good, you know. And it's going to be, he's had a great year, you know, DCE, a great, great year. But on this big stage in the prelim, um, it was a lot of busy work for not a lot of good work, if you know what I mean. So, um, look, the minus two, I'm going to Turbo. Um, you know, Turbo is going to win the Dally Evans. He's had this a year like you could, wouldn't believe, but I think he's pulled out two 
absolutely putrid <laughs> finals games, you know. Um, look, in one of them, I think Manly Pack got absolutely dominated, but um, I, his energy levels, you know, when Tommy's on and when he's into it and he's fired up, um, you didn't see that in this game. You know, he looked, his energy looked down. Um, one try for Tommy Turbo, 15 runs for 97 metres for Turbo. You know, they really, you wouldn't have thought the South could take care of him, but, um, you know, it's 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 low, you know, and um, seven tackle breaks, three missed tackles for Tommy, um, four errors for Tommy, you know, three, three missed tackle, four errors, uh, and the worst play, the ball speed for... Um, Manly was Tommy Turbo, 4.19 seconds per play of the ball. They really, I think they teams got to him in this final series. They, you know, the, a lot of the ruck stuff that was going on and holding him down and hitting him with venom um, got to him, you know, and he just didn't seem to be on. He was definitely not on, um, even just energy-wise in that game. He gets a minus two for me. Um, the minus one went to uh, um, Harper. He, he, I put the note, he's out of his depth. And in, in this final series, he got totally found out by uh, all the teams that played him. Um, seven runs for 58 metres, one offload, 19 tackles with three missed, three errors and a penalty. He just, the runs weren't there. There's a lot of missed and errors. Um, you know, he was a, he was a target out there for opposition's. Uh, and he got found out in this final series, uh, minus one for me. Um, the big moments in the match, you know, Kepi uh, being gone after six minutes didn't help. I, I thought he was one of their best, and I thought it was a he, he mainly did great last week when they started with Kepi. Um, so losing him after six minutes certainly hurts your chances. Um, yeah, there was the Suli obst- obstruction, you know, you had which a lot of people saying, you know. Not, but it is. It was an obstruction every day of the week. Tom drops the ball over the line. Um, you know, it's yeah. It was it was just a not their best game. You know, for and they they saved it for the prelim, unfortunately. So uh, there's my scores for the Delhi What are the winners' chances in the grand final? Um, look, I think that Souths have had a pretty darn good um, finals. You know, series they probably. Was definitely an upset beating, um, you know, the the Panthers uh, in in week one. Um, they had the week off and then they put it to Manly. You know, they've had a, two really successful outings and they're going to be up against Penrith, who I think have had a you know a hard battle hardened to run into this grand final. They had to go the hard way, um, but after the two games that they've played, mate, whew, gee, uh, uh, they've got to be surely feeling it you know energy wise and bumps and bruises but I mean look they're young and they got the job done today so um look but I think that South's a chance are good if the pack stands up um and they play the the kind of footy that they've been playing in this final series um sure they're going to be a chance you know sure they're going to be a chance I um I worry about Reynolds with the groin um and you know if if those names that got my three two ones um, this week, if they stand up like they did this week, it should be a heck of a grand final. You know, you, you get your Murrays, your Cody Walkers, your Cooks, you know, and Taft does what he's doing at the back there. Um, they're every chance to grand final. Um, how would the loser rate their year? Yeah, like I said, look, making a prelim, you know, it, w- it would have seemed like a fantasy after round four for Manly. Um, 
you know, but the, the finals campaign was some of Manly's worst games of the year, you know, and I think that it, knowing Manly and Dares and everything, I think they would have just liked to go. I mean, like, Para went out just absolutely giving it everything and playing a great brand of footy, you know, um, and I don't think that Manly did that. I don't think they played nearly as good as they have um, at their good parts of the year, if you know what I mean. So um, I think they'll be disappointed because on that side of the draw, there was a real opportunity, you know, for both of the those teams this week. And, you know, South grabbed it, but I think that Manly, you know, they just balked, you know, and, and, and probably left the... You know, left a lot out there on the field. You know, I think they could have put in a heck of a lot more. Um, in the next game, what a game. You know, like, we we said that was what we all thought the grand final was going to be, and it didn't it deliver. You know, there was a lot of mistakes in this game, but, mate, they belted each other, and it was such a tight encounter, and just brutal, brutal, brutal. You know, like... When you're watching a game that's just so tight like that and everyone looks absolutely gassed, like they can't even, you know, like even half a meter stepping was getting the job done towards the end of the game because uh, players were so out on their feet and it was just such a great spectacle. Um, you know, Penrith, you know, the they lose to South and so then they have that epic encounter against the Eels and then they have this... Um, game against the storm if they win the grand final next week mate they deserve it you know because uh, they've just had these enormous enormous battles you know and they just the, you know they've had their injury concerns and they've had their personnel issues um you know but today their defense held up you know and was you got the job done you know um big moments in the game obviously melbourne um, were very much hampered by losing uh, Christian Welsh and Cheese. Um, you know, playing two down in a prelim um, is really tough. You know, and they, out there, they did look gassed. You know, in such a tight, hard-hitting game like that, um, where you, the defense, it's a real defensive effort from both teams, um, doing it two troops down is, is really hard. Um, look, Jennings dropped ball. He was open and ready to... You know, he was over the line, you know, basically untouched. Um, and that's a big moment in the game. You know, obviously four points and even as early as it happened in the game, it would have, you know, the whole momentum would have been different. Um, look, I think some of the big moments in the game were Welsh versus Penga. I thought Penga being up and in the faces and, and even Penrith as a team, you know, really, I said on the on the the last pod that the way that you beat Melbourne is by... You know, you've got to stand up in your forwards, but you've got to get, you've got to have some grit. You've got to unsettle them. You've got to, you know, get a bit of argy-bargy. And I thought the Penrith did that wonderfully today. Um, you know, I didn't like the HIA for Welsh. He's on for six minutes, you know, before they take him off. <laughs> and then he fails it, you know. Um, it was an interesting watch, wasn't it? I, I, I'm i often talking about the nonsense in the ruck that, and mate, there was some of it today. How... How long, like, you look at the play of the ball speeds from today's game. You know, nearly the whole of both teams are over four seconds, in the mid-four seconds for play of the ball speed um, because just the hold down, the double efforts in the ruck. Sutton, you fucking idiot. What an idiot fucking referee. Sorry, excuse the French. But, mate, that was just mayhem because you have two teams that do all of that nonsense in the ruck. It was just, you know how, mo- you know, those really great finals... 
Uh, well, I mean, today was a great final, but, um, you know, the, the ones you're like, wow, where did the time go? You know, it's already half time, but today's team game dragged out for so long, it seemed. A lot of stoppages, um, you know, and just, you you got to blow, you got to go six again and start giving some penalties for all of that nonsense in the ruck. Absolutely bloody ridiculous. Um, you know, it was a battle and a half, you know, I... Um, I think that, um, you know, definitely you've got to say that, you know, if if the Panthers win this premiership, they've earned it. You know, and, and, and I, I, who am I going to tip in the final? I probably will tip them. You know, if they've, I said tier one, and I think that they've had a, a great two years, but it wouldn't be not be surprised if they uh, get into next week's game a little bit, you know, bumped and bruised. Um, look, my three, two, ones in this game, um, I gave three points to Capewell. <laughs> you know, it's not a Cleary, you know, it's a Capewell. He was absolutely enormous in this game. 11 runs for 106 meters, a line break, a tackle break, two offloads, uh, and 51 tackles. You know, uh, look, he missed five, but in a prelim making 51 tackles, you know, he's still getting his line break, he's still making his runs. It was a, it was an off-the-chain, you know, performance from Capewell today. He gets my three. Um, my two points went to Yo, another forward. I think that, you know, these two plays really, you know, made a big difference today, um, to Penrith's success. Yo, as always expected, it's, um, you know, Murray found his way of getting a three points in my South game and Yo is here with the two points, um, in this game. He had 19 runs. Um, Yo, he never shirked his responsibility. 123 meters, 38 of them were post contact, um, one tackle break, uh, 38 tackles with zero misses. That's what you get from Yo. What an absolute leader. What a great player. What a, you know, what an integral part of Penrith and their season. Um, his play of the ball speed was 3.59. You know, when most of them in this game were in the mid fours. And that just shows, even in the tackle, he wrestles and he fights hard to get to his feet. Um, you know, Murray was um, in the threes as well. You know, those guys are so important to their teams, um, and he gets my two. Um, the one, I've got a few people. I think that Appy was outstanding today um, in a in a big game. Um, when I go through my, you know, you know, other part of the show, well, Appy will make a, an appearance in there, and I thought Kiko was great today. He needed to stand up, and I thought he was... Uh, fantastic today. I don't give my one point to Dylan Edwards. You know, um, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't like Dylan Edwards, and I think Ed Edwards is wholehearted, but he's shit. You know, um, and they prefer Crichton at fullback, but I think, um, you know, Edwards is the kind of trier um, that you need at the back. His positional play in defence is fantastic, um, and his voice to you know his defenders is really good. Um, I think he's safe. I think he's a good runner too, back from um, you know. Kick, uh, kick returns, um, and he had an enormous game today. Uh, one point for him. 25 runs for 203 meters. Uh, as soon as you get over the 200, I mean, Brian Tall will get over the 200 just quietly as well <laughs> and had a pretty good game himself. Um, 25 runs for 203 meters for Dylan Edwards. 43 of them were post-contact. Seven tackle breaks. Two offloads. Um, it was... You know, it was the Edwards at his best. You know, he's a tackle breaker. He's he's a meter eater, uh, and he's safe. You know, he had one error today to, in an absolute battle, um, and I thought he deserved a point. Um, my minus three, it's going to go to the Mad Dog Munster. You know, a lot of 
um, chat in some of the groups I've had in is Munster versus Walker. And, you know, I think Walker's definitely had a better year than Munster this year. And, um, you know, Munster, everyone sort of says he's the big game guy, you know, and, and Cody Walker isn't. But, you know, Cody was in the pluses. He got two points in my Dally M's and really stood up when, when South needed him. Uh, and I thought Munster had an absolute bloody shocker today. Absolute shocker. Um, Munster had 21 runs, 20 runs for 96 meters, averaging five meters a run. You know, it's just a lot of running and not a lot of doing, you know, um, out there from Munster today. Um, he got the one try assist from that kick, one tackle break, one offload. He's had five missed tackles. Um, and he's had a kick dead, an error, um, 13 kicks for 420 meters. He did get two forced dropouts, which is good. Um, but it was a real quiet game, and it was a real, I mean, it wasn't a quiet game, it was a really low-quality game from Munster. You know, I thought the kicking game was really poor, uh, I thought that, you know, he, he, he wasn't, he, it wasn't at his attacking best, you know. Um, in, in one of the groups I was in, there was a lot of chat about, is he overrated? I think maybe, um, it's hard to say, you know, verbally out loud that Munster's overrated, but... Um, look, on, on today's game, Melbourne, you know, they had some big players like your Pappenhausens, your Munsters, your Grants, um, you know, your Hughes, um, you know, and and uh, I don't think they delivered, you know, and it was a defensive kind of game and they absolutely bashed each other, but, um, you know, in game, I think it was similar to the, to the DCE game, you know, he tried to do too much and... Not a lot of it was good quality, unfortunately. And, he, and he's played the ball speed nearly five seconds. A play of the ball, four point nine five. Um, it was a, it was, it was too busy and not good busy, you know, from Munster today. Um, I'm giving a minus two to Harry Grant. Um, Harry Grant obviously came on when um, the cheese was, uh, you know, written off for the game. I played over sixty minutes. A lot of people think that Harry Grant's the best hooker in the game, you know, but. Um, what did I, what scores did I give him? I gave Munster a five out of ten. I give uh, Harry Grant a five out of ten. You know, I think that he had a really average game, Harry Grant, for such a high quality player. Um, nine rods for fifty six meters. Um, he had forty three tackles, five missed tackles from Harry, a penalty, uh, a ruck infringement. Uh, his play of the ball was four seconds, four point eight four. Um, it was just a really plain old game. I don't think his surface was good. I thought he was a bit indecisive out of dummy half as well. Um, and, yeah, it was just not a good game by Harry Grant, you know, or Munster. Um, yeah, a lot of, you know, what they did just was not very good quality. Um, I give one minus one to Pappenhausen. I give him a six. I was contemplating giving him a seven, you know, but I, I, I just think on the big stage, he, you know, the start of the game, they're like, Melbourne has their new big three. Well, you know, it wasn't a big three performance from perhaps. I just didn't feel like he was busy enough today. Um, 18 runs for 132 metres. Um, you know, Dylan Ebb was up over 200 metres um, from from less runs, you know. So there wasn't, it wasn't the knife through butter, you know. Um, perhaps I know he scored that try from the kick. Um, 18 runs for 132, I think it was a bit... You know, not not quite enough. One line break, four tackle break, two offload, four missed tackles, and an error. Um, look, Pappenhausen, 
you know, he it was a tough old game and he just couldn't get into it, I don't think. Not nearly as much. Well, and, you know, Hughes and Munster couldn't quite get him in, you know, as you needed. But you're used to seeing Melbourne anytime they're sort of taking hit-ups that, you know, Pappenhausen is right behind the play of the ball and he's always, you know, pushing up. And I didn't see as much of that today, you know. And um, I think, you know... Yeah, I mean, I think that if you think Melbourne's going to win, you know, Munster, Pappenhausen, Grant, you know, the Cheese, Hughes, those are names that you expect to get them over the line. And I, you know, fives and sixes, you know, or maybe a seven for for Paps, wasn't enough on the big stage this week um, in the prelim. And Melbourne bow out, you know. Um, What are the winners' chances in the grand final? I think they're very good. You know, I think... Um, they've gone the hard route and they've had some hard games, but maybe that makes them battle prepared, you know, they're battle ready. Um, you know, I worry that maybe they're a bit bashed up, you know, but, um, look, they've got themselves, you know, a good scalp here, you know, in this, in this prelim. And I'm sure that they just grow in confidence from here. You know, I felt like Penrith a little bit of the swag was back today. I like the that they got up in their faces and got a bit argy-bargy out there. Um, I liked the celebrations, you know, when they got tries. You know, I, th- I felt like a little bit of their energy was back. I think it was good signs. Um, how will the loser rate their year? They will say it's a fail big time. You know, you, you know, equal with the record for most wins. You finish runaway minor premiers. You bash Manly in the week one of the finals to get a week off, and you come into this prelim raging favourites um, against, you know, an, uh, a Penrith that's been out of form. You know, they've got injury concerns. Uh, and, you know, I think that Melbourne will be absolutely kicking themselves. I, I couldn't see any way that anyone could stop them um, from winning this premiership. I thought the only team that could maybe upset them was Penrith, and they did. You know, and I think that Melbourne is going to see it big time uh, as a fail. You know, prelim, <laughs> Melbourne's a grand final specialist, you know, and, and, a, and a prelim specialist. And um, they're definitely going to see this year as a fail. Um, <laughs> I'm going to finish with my um, shithouse team of the year. Uh, like my Delhi M team of the year. I'm going to give you my 1 to 13 of... Um, my shit players of the year. Um, look, a couple of the, th- the prerequisites in my naming of this team is, you know, I want them to have played some games. You know, I don't want to... I could easily pick Semi Valeme, you know, from the Raiders because he played a couple of games and was spilling the ball everywhere, you know, on the wing. I could pick him as my winger. But, you know, that's... It's a bit unfair. I want to pick people that have a little pedigree as well. You know, like uh, where there were maybe a little bit more was expected of them as a first grader. Um, and, you know, they've got to have at least played five games, you know, five to ten games, you know, at least minimum. Um, and, you know, I'll have some honorable mentions in there for, you know, well, dishonorable mentions in there. Um, my poo fullback of the year is Val Holmes. <laughs> he takes the one. Um, Val played 20 games this year and he only got four tries. Um, that's, that's a hit rate of 0.2. So every five games you get a try out of Val in the fullback. I mean, I know he played a lot of games out of those 20, uh, on the wing and ended up in the centers. Um, so, you know, it's not a good, it's not a good read for him in the fullback position this year, which is where he started. Um, he had 10 try assists. 
Um, so that's 0.5 a game. So every two games, you'll get a try assist um, out of Holmes in the fullback position. 64 tackle breaks, which, you know, over 20 games is okay. 3.2, probably a bit low. Um, and look, 173 meters per game is okay. But, you know, is Vell the most expensive, the richest player at the Cowboys club? You know, um, he's such a high profile player and, you know, he can't hold on to his fullback position this year, you know, and um, I think it's just been a really, really um, shit year. You know, he has 38 errors, you know, for the year, uh, 1.9 per game. It's the worst in the NRL, you know, and um, he's lost his feet on such huge coin, losing his fullback spot, and now he's not even holding his wing spot. He's on the in the centres. Um, it was just a year to forget for Holmes. I think maybe coming back from the NFL try thing that he did, you know, maybe he's just a bit undone and I don't know. I don't think maybe he just hasn't fit really well into that Cowboys team. Um, but he's my fullback. Um, my winger in my reverse DLM team of the year is Charlie Staines. 20 games for Charlie, 14 tries, so 0.7 a game. So not quite a try a game. You know, he got some multiples in there. Um, most of them would just fall over the line tries, which, you know, you're in such a good team like Penrith, you'll get those. Um, 20 games, it's 15 line breaks for um, Staines. Most of those were probably, you know, the try scoring ones. Uh, 0.75 a game, you know, not even a line break a game for your um, winger. Um, he's had one line break assist in a year, one try assist. Um, And he's had uh, a lot of missed tackles, you know, in the year. And Charlie Staines is lightweight, but um, he lost his position in that Panthers team, obviously. And they're going into a grand final, you know. But it was just a really stinky year. And I just, you know, they got rid of Mansoor, who was probably had the bung knees and wasn't, um, you know. He was great for them in the past, but he was probably getting a bit long in the tooth. But... You know, the fact that Charlie played 20 games this year and, you know, someone like Naden misses out, who I think is far better, you know. But anyway, um, Kurt Mann's my center. I thought Kurt Mann's like a bit of a utility type player. And of all of the utility type um, play he does, I think that center's his worst position. Um, he played 22 games and he got three tries, 0.13. So, you know, every... Um, yeah, eight eight games. You'll get a try of um, Kurt Mann in the centres. He's had two try assists um, for the whole year. Three line breaks for the whole year. Seven, um, 70 tackle breaks. So he's getting th- three tackle breaks a game, which is probably one of the good things that Mann, um, you know, one of one of the things that he does uh, well. Um, and he's had 39 missed tackles per game. So he nearly misses two tackles a game. Um it was a shit year from man, um, and he takes up my center wing spot. Um, the other one that takes up my center wing spot is uh, Jared Croker. Um, he had a, a sh- shorter year, and I know he's had some injury concerns, and I'm a Raiders fan, so it's hard to say nasty things about the skip. Um, but he played 12 games. He had one try in those 12 games, um, one try assist, two line breaks, 75 meters per game, um, nine total tackle breaks. Uh, 32 missed tackles. A lot of key missed tackles from him. Um, 
not a good year for Jared Croker, unfortunately, and he takes up my uh, second center spot. Some of the others which I let out of the, you know, <laughs> I, I saved out of the uh, list were Roberts, Chambers, and Leilua, BJ, um, just on limited games they had, um, but they were certainly pooey enough games to have made, you know, give it a tilt to get into my my reversed uh, Dally M's of the year. Um, my other winger is going to be Simmonson. He played 17 games for six tries, three tries assists, um, six line breaks. Uh, he's had 21 missed tackles uh, and 38 tackle breaks, um, 129 meters per game. I just think that he's not dynamic enough. Um, you know, the tries for a winger, you know, 0.35 a game. You know, every three games you get a try out of him. It's not enough. Um, you know, and missing 1.23 a game, you know, wingers don't make a whole heap of tackles, you know, but um, it wasn't a great year from from Simmonson and Croker. Um, others that, you know, were challenges. Nofo didn't have the greatest year. Oates, <laughs> Corey Allen, but I gave it to Simmonson. Um, my... Reverse Deli M 5'8", the year is Anthony Milford. In his 13 games, he got two tries. Um, so that's not a lot. Um, nine try assists, 0.69. So, you know, every two games nearly, or just ahead of, every, just short of two games, you'll you'll get a try assist from your 5'8". Um, five line break assists, so 0.38 per game from, from Milford. So... Every three games, you'll get a line break assist from him. Uh, nine force dropouts. Those are his key figures. <laughs> 0.69 per game. So, you know, every near, just ahead of every two games, he'll get you a force dropout. There's no good reading for Anthony Milford this year, unfortunately. And look, you know, um, will he even get his contract at South? Who knows? Um, but he certainly, you know... The merry-go-round of halves at the Broncos, he didn't set the world alight in the games that he uh, had. And a lot of the stuff, the good stuff, was in the last couple of games of the year where he got the 5-8 spot. Um, my 7 in my reverse DLEMs goes to Kyle Flanagan. 13 games, 4 try assists in those um, in those 13 games. So, you know, it's a, what, point three. You know, you, you, it's not enough try assists from a playmaker. Um, four line break assists, so point three a, a game. Every th- every three games, you get a line break assist or a try assist out of, of Flano. Um, five force dropouts, so that's point three eight. Every three games, your halfback's getting a force dropout. Um, and I don't know, he just had a shit year. Flano he couldn't hold on to his spot. Um, they're at the dogs, <laughs> the dogs. Uh, my front row poo of the year is uh, Jordan McLean. He used to be a Australian front rower. Man, one try in the year for uh, he got off the nudie. One line break, one off lo- one offload for the year. Ten tackle breaks for the year, um, and twenty five tackles per game from someone who's a former Australian front rower, averaging twenty five tackles a game. You know, and uh, it just was a really you know, meager year, and I don't think they got enough from him this year, especially with Lolo being down, you know, from a former Australian front rower. Um, 
My number nine of the year is in reverse Deli M's is Appy Coruscant. <laughs> now, isn't that weird? Because I give him good Deli M points in this year. But here's some of the reading for Appy, who was actually fantastic last year. Um, Appy had 14 games this year for three tries. Um, he got one try assist this year. One try assist from Appy in, in 14 games. One line break assist. Uh, and 43 tackles a game is really good. But, you know, such an, uh, an imaginative um, nine, yeah, Appy was. And he's not a tackle bot, but those are tackle bot, tackle bot figures. Um, and it was, it's been a really, really meager um, year for Appy. Um, look, they're in a grand final. He had a great day. He's saving his run for the right time because he had a, a, a ripping game today. And hopefully he has a ripping one in the grand final. But the rest of his year has been trash. Um, my other front row is James Tarmow. You know, he's the captain of the Tigers. 19 games from, from Tarmow. Two tries in that. Um, no try assists. Um, 40. Oh, what did I? I don't even know what that is. Anyway, two, 22 tackle breaks from him. That's like in 19 games, one, one tackle break a game from McLean. I'm oh, sorry, from Tarmow. 24 tackles per game. You know, him and um, McLean read very similar. It's just, you know, where's your 40 tackles? Where's your, your five tackle breaks? You know, oh, four offloads. Four offloads in 19 games. Or 40 offloads. So he's offloading two times a game. You know, but 19 games, he's the captain of the club. You know, it's just very minor figures. You know, it's like Dylan Napa type figures. And Nip Napa was in the running for bad front row of the year. But Tarmow and McLean, you know, considering their pedigree, take my front rower, you know, smelly players of the year. Um, Alex Glenn, 18 games. He's taking my second rower, smelly of the year. 18 games for two tries, 0.1 a game. <laughs> um, three line break assists uh, for the year in 18 games. 74 meters per game. Huge, no, um, 34 tackles per game. I think that Alex went one year too many. And, um, you know, it wasn't a good year for him. And I think he just went one year too too long. Uh, Talakai gets my other second row sp uh, spot. Um, he was barnstorming the year when he came in. And um, the figures were just outstanding for him. Um, 15 games from Talakai this year for one try, for one line break assist. Um he gets 119 meters per game, which is not terrible, but 14 tackles. He's got a really poor work rate um, as well. Uh, so Alex Glenn and Talakai. <laughs> and my lock, uh, my reverse Dally M's lock of the year is uh, Offhand Gowie. Uh, what a buy he's been. 23 games. Um, what did he do? 27 offloads in 23 games. Uh, you know, 1.1 sound. Only one offload a, a game, basically. 104 meters, you know, is, is and 25 tackles per game. You know, compare him to people like Murray and Yo. I know that off and Gowie, but he's a representative player. He's played Origin. Um, you know, it's just, it stinks. You know, absolutely stinks. Um, yeah. He he's not a he's not a good buy off Angawi. So let's go through my team. I'll go through the whole lot. 
Fullback Holmes. On the one wing, I've got Staines. On the other wing, I've got Simmonson. Uh, my two centers are Kurt Mann and Jared Croker. Uh, in my halves, I've got Milford and Flano. Uh, my front row is going to be Jordan McLean and James Tarmow with Appy Coruscant in the nine. Uh, Jake Turpin was going to be my other one, uh, but I went with Appy. Um, Alex Glenn and Talakai are going to take up my second row, and Joe Offengawi is going to be my lock. <laughs> what do you think about my reverse Dally M team of the year? <laughs> I don't even think they'd beat the Bulldogs, that team. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, maybe I was a bit harsh on Appy, but it just hasn't been a great year for him. Um, anyway, the grand final is going to be one hell of a humdinger. I'll look forward to it. Um, I think it's a great combo. You know, I, th I like seeing Souths in there, and I like seeing Penrith in there. I'm, I'm going to favour Penrith. Um, I think, um, you know, you've got two halves that are good under injury clouds. Um, you know, Cody and... Cody stood up in that game, you know, it could be, um, you know, Cody and Luai show, you know, um, Taff and, and Edwards have been good in this, in this prelim, you know, but, um, Yo and Murray, there's a lot of mirrored type, um, matchups in this grand final and it's going to make for good viewing, I think, um, I'm going to tip, I haven't been any right in my prelims, <laughs> so I don't want to jinx it, but I am going to tip, um, I want to tip the Penrith Panthers to get the the win um, in a really good viewing experience. I look forward to, uh, you know, I look forward to the game. So thanks for listening, guys. And, um, you know, what a, yeah, probably not an upset in the Manly game, but definitely an upset from Penrith getting the win over Melbourne Storm today. So, you know, enjoy the, the grand final, guys. Can you believe that Penrith got over the top? of the Melbourne Storm. They're in the GF. They're going to try to make amends for last year. Manly, to save some of their worst for the end of the year. Isn't it a shame? But look forward to the grand final. Enjoy it, guys. Bye.